0: We're looking ahead to week six in the NBA, how the schedule plays out. Guess what? It's another weird week. We're talking about all of that in this show. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and do you come with a car? I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball on TikTok at redrock underscore b ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code in all lowercase, LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Week six is upon us in the NBA. So we're going to talk about it. And as I mentioned already, it's a weird one because, um, yeah, the schedule. Well, let's just, let's just talk about it because the schedule is strange. Again, we have, we have our usual rhythm in an NBA season, an NBA week. We we're expecting always big games on Wednesday, big games on Friday, very low volume on Thursday, lowish on Tuesday, weekends are sort of in the middle, Mondays can go either way. That's usually the pattern of things, right? No, nah, not this week. No, nah, we're just going all over the shop. Five games on Monday. Okay, that's a, that's a light start to the week. Eight games on Tuesday. Oh, we're doing this, are we? Now, I know why. Before you jump in, I know why. It is the in-season tournament. We are getting to the end of the in-season tournament. These are the final um, pool games of the in-season tournament. So we've got eight games on Tuesday. Also, what do you think of the in-season tournament? I was pretty skeptical of it um, when it was announced. I think it's been good. I think it's been really good. I love the point differential part of it. I love the running up the score and pounding the shit out of your opponents. Uh, I love the courts. I love the jerseys. I think it's going to be super exciting when we get to this single game elimination. Single game elimination is the best way to decide anything. And people will always tell me, yeah, but there's so much variance. Good. I love it. It's great. It's so much better as an entertainment and viewing product. And I think when we head into those games, it's going to be great. And it does take time to build prestige into a title. And it's obviously not going to be as prestigious as the NBA championship, I think it's been really, really impressive and really good so far. Obviously, there's things that need to still be adjusted and all that sort of stuff and tweaks that you make along the way. But I think it's been awesome. Anyway, five games Monday, eight games Tuesday, seven games Wednesday. Hmm, that's a, this is a very good week, week so far. Very nice, spread out games. Nine games Thursday. Whoa, hang on. Usually, we have two on a Thursday. Nine on a Thursday is a lot, and I love it. I love nine on a Thursday. Yes, it's their standard national TV day. I, I don't care. Just get the games on, mate. Six on a Friday, Hmm, that's low. 12 on Saturday. All right, there's a big boy. There's a busy one. And then none on Sunday. What? Why do we have none on Sunday? Well, I actually don't 100% know what they're doing except for this. This is what I believe why there is zero on Sunday. Well, not why, I believe. I'm like 99.9% sure why there's zero on Sunday. Because week seven, we have no games on the schedule yet. So what we do or what the NBA is doing that week, remember, this is what will happen. Every single team will play two games in week seven. The two teams who make the IST final will play a third game, which will not count for fantasy or regular season standings. It'll just be the NBA Cup title game. So they have Sunday off. That enables them to put out the new schedule. It also enables to give that day of rest so that they can make the schedule make sense. Because you don't want to have all these teams playing on that Sunday and then you've got situations where there's too many like back-to-back-to-backs or whatever it is to try and work out um, timing and all that sort of stuff to make Week 7 work. So I believe that Sunday has zero games so that they can set the schedule out properly for Week 7. It's going to make my Week 7 preview show really hard to do. In fact, I don't even know how I'm going to do it. Because also for next week in terms of Week 7 and the the schedule, it's probably just going to go, every team plays two games. So have at it. I don't know. It's going to be a weird schedule preview week for next week. Literally, that's something we've never done, and we'll see how it goes. But, so we have got six days this week with games on. Only six. That is all. And it's a weird weird week. Let's embrace change. Let's embrace chaos. Not many teams play four games this week. So, usually when you have a team that plays two games, or even a three-game week, you're at a disadvantage. That's pretty shit. But when only six teams, and that's all we've got, only six teams play four games this week, it's not as big of a deal. You've got Denver, Detroit, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Pelicans, and the Jazz. Now, having players on any of those six teams is a massive advantage. So, you've got Jokic, great advantage. You've got fringe Pistons players, the return of Boyan Bogdanovich, Jaden Ivey, Asar Thompson, I don't, I don't know if he's really counted as fringe, Norman Powell for the Clippers, Zubats, Tice, Reddish for the Lakers, um, Pelicans, Dyson Daniels. The Jazz, Alunic, Keontae George, Horton Tucker, perhaps. The return of Walker Kessel there. They are the... F- I probably should have talked about who the teams were. Nuggets, Pistons, Clippers, Lakers, Pelicans, Jazz have four games for the week. I'm going to run through every team that plays um, three. There's a lot of them. There's 22 teams that play three games for the week. Atlanta, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas, Golden State, Houston, Indiana, Memphis, Miami, Milwaukee, Minnesota, the Knicks, the Thunder, the Magic, the Sixers, the Suns, the Blazers, the Kings, the Raptors, and the Washington Wizards. All of those teams play three games for the week, and then there are two teams who play two games, the Boston Celtics and the San Antonio Spurs. This is good for the Celtics, and this is good if you have Kristaps Porzingis because he's dealing with a calf problem. And we, this is, we never want someone to get injured, but people will always get injured, right? I don't know the severity of Porzingis' injury at this point, but when someone gets hurt and then their upcoming week is a very low-volume week, it's great because it means you've only lost those two games, which would have been not a great week for someone like Porzingis anyway. Now, maybe this injury extends for a long period of time. I don't know. But this is like a perfect... If Porzingis is going to get injured at any point, or any Celtics player, or any Spurs player for that matter, this is the perfect time for it to happen. You're not missing a four-game week. You're missing a two-game week, and then the next week after that is also a two-game week because of the in-season tournament. So even if he was to miss two weeks, you'd miss four games. That is the best-case scenario that you could find for any of these players on these two teams. So while you might look at it as a bad thing, in certain situations, that can actually turn out to be a really good thing for those players with a two-game week backed onto another two. Now, now if you've got a Jason Tatum, who you, you he's healthy currently and he's rolling, having four games across two weeks is obviously shitful, right? That's not good. But it, it, there is swings and roundabouts to all this stuff. So bad schedules on the surface are not always bad in every situation. I guess that's the convoluted and maybe misguided point that I'm trying to get across. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And it's also, coincidentally, but maybe not coincidentally, the easiest and the most exciting way to play DFS. It's you, v numbers. That is all it is. It's not thousands of players. It's not sharks and pros and spreadsheets. It's players projected stats. And they put them up and you knock them down. You say, more or less, that is all you need to do. Whether that's points or rebounds or assists or steals or blocks or fantasy points or whatever. They've got so many different stat categories, so many different players. You choose between two to six of those individual player projections. You choose more or less, and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. You can also play alongside some of PricePix's favorite players, like old mate Meek Mill or comedian Andrew Schiltz. You can now find the community plays under the promo tab on the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the PricePix community each week. Of course, um, uh, Meek Mill is not necessarily... He's not categorized as an old mate on the site. He's categorized as a rapper. But to us, he's old mate Meek Mill. You've also got the reboot policy, so your entry stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. If they don't return in the second half, that player gets, in all caps, REBOOTED. There you go. I've got to yell it loud because it's in all caps. Go to pricepicks.com slash lockedonNBA. Use the code lockedonNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. E-dos. That is pricepicks.com slash lockedonNBA. The code is lockedonNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepix is daily fantasy made easy. Okay, we are now getting into the meat of the schedule. And again, it's it's such a weird week that we can look at quality games, which we're going to because it's what we do on this show. We can stream Monday through Friday. Our stream cutoff for a usual setup of 10 starters, three bench, 10 starters, four bench is if you play nine, if there's nine or fewer games on that day, it's a streamable day. So we can do Monday through Friday. Probably can't do Saturday with 12 games on and sure as shit, we can't do Sunday when there are zero games on. So we can stream Monday through Friday. We have a bunch of teams, all the teams that play four games, Denver, Detroit, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Pelicans, and the Jazz, they have three quality games. The Knicks, the Sixers, and the Raptors, and the Wizards also have three quality games. So Knicks, Philadelphia, Raptors, and Wizards, all three of their games are quality games. And then the four four game teams also have three quality games. Every other team has two quality games which makes sense considering there are five out of six days that qualify as a quality game day. That makes sense. So our, we've got uh, 10 teams who have the quality game advantage. Denver, Detroit, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Pelicans, the Jazz, the Knicks, the Sixers, and the Raptors and the Wizards, they have the quality game advantage for the week with three quality games over everybody else having two. Right, so when we're looking at attacking streamers or prioritizing streamers for the week, these 10 teams get the leg up over the other 20 teams. That brings me to another question. I'm just going to throw random questions at you guys, and you can answer in the chat or in the comments. How many teams do you think is an ideal amount for the NBA to have long-term? Obviously, we know they're going to try and expand out to 32 teams soon. What do you think is the ideal amount of teams that the league should have? I th- I reckon, right, 42 eventually, play everyone twice, you keep your 82 games, it's going to take a long time to get there, I think having 42 teams would be interesting, maybe not, maybe that's too much, maybe 36 is the next step, anyway, I don't know why I mentioned that, probably because of my uh, NBA 2K franchise, I'm expanding it out, and we're like 12 years in, and we're up to 36 teams, and it's kind of all right, all right, let's look at the stream zone, because uh, yeah, we have got streaming opportunities this week, it's not as clear cut as in other weeks, we, we have those five days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to stream for the week. And as usual, the average of amount of streams or, or the regular amount of streams or waiver ads a team has for the week is four. Your leagues might have seven. That's default on ESPN, but we know there's a lot of the things that are dumb on ESPN. Your league might be ridiculous and have like 40 ads for the season. A stupid way to go about it. You might be like the Locked On Fantasy Basketball where you've got unlimited ads for the week, but you can only play 40 games. So the, yeah, streaming, the value of that changes. I know that. The average for the majority of people is four ads for the week. So how are we going to approach this? Well, given there is no Monday, Tuesday back-to-back, we can't start with a back-to-back. We can do a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back, and that's Denver, the Kings, and the Raptors. And then we can switch that player out for the Spurs, who, as I said, they have two games this week. They've got a Thursday, Friday back-to-back. That is it. So no Monday, no Tuesday, no Wednesday, no Saturday, no Sunday, Two games for the week and a back-to-back. That's the second time that's happened this season. It's stupid, but that is what has happened. The other way you could approach this is you could go single stream Monday, single stream Tuesday. You could attack the Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back where there are a lot more teams playing and that gives you, what, four ads or four games for three ads. You can't get a gigantic advantage this week. And in the end, you can end up with one roster spot using four ads. You can get five games out of it. Or can you even? No, not you can it. Monday, you can get five games. Five games out of four ads. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's the most you can get. But again, in the situation like this, if you do use the Monday, the Tuesday, Wednesday, the Thursday, Friday, that's five games with three ads. That's a good way to go about it, and that leaves you one more ad for longer-term stashing for if someone foolishly drops somebody or just a player that you'd like for a bit of longer term, even if the schedule doesn't suit them. That is is why often we want to maximize games played for minimum ads, so that we're not chasing games with every single waiver move. The most games you can get extra this week is five. So if you can do it in three moves, it's better than doing it in four moves. You could wait and not use the Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back and attack the Wednesday, Thursday when there are a lot more teams doing it. But then that means that you are limiting the amount of... Or you're maximizing... Let's no, no, Try try again. You are getting the most games in, but you're using more waiver moves to do it. I hope that makes sense. It's not ideal that the Spurs are the only team that we can attack with a Thursday-Friday back-to-back because they have shit out streaming. Now, I guess Trey Jones has been dropped in some spots, so he'd be a stream guy. You could consider Malachi Branham in a 300-team league. There's Chetty Osman. Maybe there's Champagne, but he's back out of the rotation. So they're... They're actually one of the worst streaming teams there. But Trey Jones is going to be that guy um, if he's available. And then for the Tuesday-Wednesday, you've got Denver, Sacramento, and Toronto. So that's where Fanner comes in. It's where Harrison Barnes comes in. It's where Gary Trent comes in. And for Denver, who knows? Is Jamal Murray back? Maybe. Then Reggie Jackson and Christian Brown are probably those guys. Denver allegedly is going to make changes to their rotation. And that means we're probably going to get Justin Holiday, which is disgusting. Are we going to get DeAndre Jordan as well? Also disgusting. Are we going to get Hunter Tyson? Maybe. I talked about this at length on the recap show yesterday. So you can go hear some extended thoughts on that if you really want to. Um, Today's episode is also brought to you by FanJul Sportsbook. And FanJul has updated the copy here, and I still don't like it. But they say as the weather gets colder, they say the NFL offers stay hot on Fangio. It's true. The NFL offers do stay hot on Fangio, but so do the NBA offers. Because the NBA is what we're here to talk about. So right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you're looking to get those bonus bets in, why don't you bet against a team who might have lost 12 consecutive games? Not looking at anybody apart from a team who is automobile-related and resides in the Central Division in the Eastern Conference. Could be anybody. I don't know. But you can get $150 if your team wins on that $5 Moneyline bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's never been a better time to get in on the action, and then they've got all those bet types, parlay, spreads, over-unders, totals, player props, futures. FanDuel has it all. So go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and keep cracking with the NFL and the NBA season and the in-season tournament. Finals are coming up. See who you think's going to win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. So let's, uh, let's look at some schedule quirks, shall we? Because I mentioned it already, but the Spurs only have two games and it's a back-to-back on Thursday, Friday. An insane schedule. It is what it is. But they are the only team who has a three-day break this week. Often we get these weird three-day breaks in the middle of a, of a week. No one has it. The Spurs don't play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they play Thursday, Friday. But no one else has a three-day break. So there's not even these weird situations of like we've got our three games and you play Monday then you play Saturday Sunday so holding and dropping and not, there's none of that happening like the biggest gap you've got is two games and as I said it's just a weird week where there's no there's no massive advantage to these elaborate streaming schedule um, plans that you can have so it is just it is just weird I I don't know why I kept that. Oh, that's from the, the previous slide. Screwed that up. Ah, Josh, Al from you. Um, let's have a look at three games in four nights because there actually are a lot of these chunky little, little plays for the week. So if we start Sunday to Wednesday, the Denver Nuggets, so we're trying to get a step up here. You can use these guys Sunday to get you an extra game played for the week of week five, and then they start a three game in four nights on Sunday. So Denver and Toronto do that. We've already talked about Reggie Jackson. You can talk about Justin Holiday. if you're like a masochist, you can, is it sadist or masochist? I think it's, I don't know. It's one of those two. Not not big into it. Uh, For Toronto, you look at Gaz Trent, who's the ideal one there. Maybe it is the the big Sneezy himself, Precious Achua. But the Raptors and the Nuggets start a three-game-in-four-night on Sunday. On Monday, there are four teams that begin a three-game-in-four-night stand. It is your Detroit Pistons, it is the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Jazz. Obviously, that means there's a back-to-back in there for the Clippers, and they are, I believe, beginning yesterday, starting a five-game in seven-night run. So we've got to watch Kawhi and PG and even uh, groin strain legend Norm Powell to see how their uh, bodies hold up. But there's a three- and four-night stretch there Monday through Thursday. So we are looking at Pistons, Jaden Ivey, Boyan Bogdanovich, Clippers, Norman Powell, Daniel Tice, Lakers, will we you know, Cam Reddish, maybe if he's back. Torian Prince with Rui Hachimura, Christian Wood, the crucifix perhaps, and the Jazz. Olenek and George are the two best ones there, but there's Horton Tucker in that mix also. The Tuesday-Friday grouping, there are two teams that have a three and four, and you'll notice a repeat name there. It is the Toronto Raptors. The Knicks also have that three and four. So the Raptors start with a three and four on Sunday, and they also go three and four to Friday, meaning that Sunday through Friday, the Raptors are uh, chunked in. And then there are a lot of teams that play Wednesday through Saturday, three games in four nights. Because we've squeezed them all in to give a zero-game Sunday, you've got Denver, Detroit, the Clippers, the Lakers. You'll notice a lot of the same names there. Uh, Memphis, the Pelicans, the Magic, the Suns, and the Jazz play three games in four nights beginning Wednesday. But remembering that on Saturday, 12 teams play, so your streaming ability is reduced. No one has a four-games-in-five-nights spread going here. But we do have a few playing four in six. Starting Sunday, Denver, the Knicks, and the Raptors play four games in six nights. So streaming some of these guys, the Knicks are a little bit harder, but it is quickly. It's hard. It's um, DiVincenzo. It's Hartenstein. There is some value in those guys. even Even though they can be iffy and hard to predict game by game, getting four in six is useful. And probably even more useful than anyone on Denver and Toronto, maybe except Gary Trent. And then if we start Monday, there are six teams that play four games in six nights, but they are the four teams that we already talked about, or the six teams, sorry, that already play four games for the week because there's only six active game days this week. So it's Denver, Detroit, it's the Clippers, it's the Lakers, it's the Pelicans, and it is the Utah Jazz. How do the back-to-backs shake out for the week? There are only the two teams that have the Sunday-Monday combination, Denver and Portland. So... Portland do have some options. This is for deeper leagues. You've got Duop Reith. You've got uh, Jabari Walker, Tamani Kamara, Matisse Stiebel, Um Skylar Mays is out of the rotation, so forget that one. Monday, Tuesday, nobody has the back-to-back. Tuesday, Wednesday, it's Houston, Sacramento, and Toronto. Uh, so they've got some value there to stream in uh, that back-to-back option. To end the week, there are a lot more back-to-backs. Wednesday, Thursday, we've got Detroit, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Jazz. Thursday, Friday, it's the Knicks and the Spurs, and Friday, Saturday, Dallas, I said before that you could go with the Spurs on that Thursday, Friday for your stream plan, obviously you could go the Knicks as well, I don't know how that didn't, that push in for me, so I do apologize uh, for that, uh, you do, on that Thursday, Friday, you do have the Knicks um, playing that, I'm just going to double check that, maybe I'm wrong on that, no, it is the Knicks, the Knicks and the Spurs have that Thursday, Friday back to back, Um so there you go. And then Friday, Saturday, Dallas, Denver, Memphis, the Pelicans, the Magic, and the Suns have the Friday, Saturday back-to-back to round us out. That is six teams playing the Friday, Saturday back-to-back to uh, end, uh, end everything. Well, not everything. We're not getting that uh, nihilistic. The weekly league situation, who are we adding that we might be able to start for the week? So obviously, we want to, want to attack one of the six teams We play four games. So we're looking at Kelly Linick, Keontae George from the Jazz are really strong ads with four games this week. Jaden Ivey for the Pistons has four games this week as well. Um, You've got Norman Powell with four games. You've got Daniel Tice with four games also. So they are really solid options um, for this week ahead. Eric Gordon has only three games, but because we're expecting Beal to be out this whole time, there is some level of doubt around Durant. I think Gordon's three games puts him into the discussion to be rosterable, and startable in a weekly league for categories. For points leagues, the names are relatively similar. We've got Keontae George, we've got Jaden Ivey, Kali Linick, Norman Powell, Daniel Tice is in this mix. He's playing 20 on a night, mate. That's enough with a four-game week when everyone else is playing three games. And then Horton Tucker's in there to a better points league guy than category league guy. In general, though, just attack the four. Attack the four games, especially in a points league where that volume matters even more. But attack the four-game teams. We've got a clear delineation six teams playing four games, two teams playing two games, 22 teams playing three games. Getting the extra game in is an extra 33% game time versus those three-game teams, and that does make a difference. So if we have a look at the teams that play two games, the only guys I'd really consider starting are Jason Tatum and Victor Wembanyama. You could make an argument for a couple of things. You could make an argument for Porzingis, but I don't know about his health, so I probably wouldn't want to risk it with only two games because if he misses one, it's one game. You're cooked. I don't think I'd want to start Drew Holiday. I wouldn't want to start Derek White, and I wouldn't want to start Jalen Brown with how he is playing. On the Spurs, I could make an argument for Zach Collins to two games, but I, that would be... It's more for deeper leagues, 14-teamers. You could make an argument for Johnson and Vassell, but... As a general rule, the only ones I look at as absolute locks from the Spurs and the Celtics are Jason Tatum and Victor Weminyama for the week ahead with their two games. And that is it. Week six. Remember, in-season tournament is impacting the schedule this week and next week, week seven in particular. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.